and welcome to Euphoria, a podcast where we look back on the great glam and garish of Eurovision past. My name's Isabel Chillman and I'm joined, as ever, by the Anifrid to my Agnita, it's Roland Bodnum. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How's it going, Roland? I am doing very well, thank you. It's a lovely Sunday, it's sunny outside and oh. I am here once again with my best bud, Isabel, talking about Eurovision. Who could ask oh, for any better? <laughs> it's snowy in London. It's not oh, nice here. It's shit. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not warm here, but it's sunny, and so I can just pretend like it's sunny because I'm just going to be indoors all day. <laughs> Lovely. Are you having a drink? Uh, I am. Are we go, we're moving quick into that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yes, I am. Straight in. I do, Yeah, I'm not going to have some wine, but I'm going to have um, a lovely bottle of Brooklyn summer ale i'm being optimistic that Wowie. summer will soon be around the corner and i'm gonna Delicious. crack this open what are you having cup of tea i am or alcohol? having a glass of garganega pinot grigio from Ooh. italy because it's open in my fridge and there's about one glass worth left <laughs> perfect so we're gonna hear you pour not pop yeah. excellent here we go you ready yeah Ooh, mine was kind of a tinkly noise. Yeah, mine was... Um, tinkly, tinkly. <laughs> I think that would be very nice. An audio treat for our listeners. Lovely. <laughs> cheers, mate. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Happy Sunday. Cheers. This Happy is my Euro first drink it. all weekend because mm. I have my wisdom tooth out on Friday. Mm. I saw that. How was that? Absolutely fine. Look, was everyone it? scared me about it. I got really yeah. worried uh, about the whole thing. And it was totally fine. It was out in less than three minutes. Good. Uh, I just had a local anaesthetic. It was yeah. totally okay. The tooth was teeny tiny. Oh. I kept it. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and I was eating solid foods by Friday <laughs> evening. <laughs> Nothing's going to get between you and solid food, is it? <laughs> no, I really... Times like this, when I shouldn't... You know, when I when I meant to be limited to my food choices, yeah. is when I really yeah. realise... One thing I will not compromise on is eating. <laughs> I had one one liquid meal and I was livid. <laughs> I hate soup. Oh. But it's been totally fine. My mouth feels fine. I was a bit tired Friday and Saturday, but yeah. done. And I've had that saw, stupid tooth taken out now. So I saw uh, our mate Benji recorded the kind of fairly, not, <laughs> not graphic, but it was, it was uncompromising showing you getting the mouth injection. That made me yeah. feel a little bit weird. Yeah, Ben was in. Yeah, it was all right. Like it stings a bit, doesn't it? But I'm not. I'm yeah. not scared of needles or dentists no. or anything. Mm. So it was all okay. Like absolutely oh, good fine. For you. And I've had people feel sorry for me, which I didn't need, but I've milked it. You might inspire <laughs> me to go to the dentist for the first time in like five years. Oh, you should do, mate. <laughs> I know it's terrible. You should do. It's I know I didn't until when I had my fillings in before, yeah. like last year. Though I hadn't yeah. been in about eight years. Yeah, and I've got. Like, I've got. In mouth insurance dental insurance mouth dental insurance, insurance. Mouth no insurance. it's definitely mouth insurance <laughs> yeah so i should i should make use of it right now pay a lot of money <laughs> for that yeah <laughs> um do you have any well any eurovision news i mean other than the fact that between the last time we spoke here and now all 40 uh what are they 43 songs that are entering into eurovision 2018 have been announced oh my god Um, and i've only listened to about seven of them (laughs) i know my god it's such a long list and uh I feel like we've listened to the important ones, though. We've got plenty uh, of time. I mean, we've still got we've got plenty of time until the we semis. Do. We've got a couple of months. Yeah, we're all I'm right. I'm going to have a really good listen to them then. Although, 
fan favourite and firm favourite amongst the Euphoria crew yes. is currently Israel. Yes, it is. Oh my God, that song. I that listen song to it constantly. Toy, is all, it's incredible. Is, it's also currently number one favourite in the odds as well. Um, I think that is helped by it being released more recently than some of the others. Um, but yeah, I think that to me stands out uh, from the crowd um, as a as a... A unique song and if they get the live performance right then uh, then we may be visiting Israel in 2019 oh, I was meant to be going to Israel this year really so, oh, so wow. it means, might mean I go to you should, I mean be. it's easy to get to it's not it's not that bad you know it's maybe like what a five hour flight or whatever but it's not it's not that tricky and it's it's nice there very no, nice it's, it's meant to be lovely yeah um so yeah maybe, maybe Israel's new number one fan yeah, <laughs> I tell you the other thing that happened. Well, as well as our favorite being released, is uh, Russia also released their song Yulia yeah. Samilova, uh, mm. and uh, and the song I Won't Break. Isabel, have you watched the music video to this? No, I've listened to about thirty seconds of the song yeah. and then went, "Oh, it's not a good one again," and switched off. If, um, no, I didn't. Li- I didn't look at the video. If there's one reason to listen to the entire song, it is the bizarre image that uh, they stuck in at the end of the top half uh, of uh, Yulia Samlova and the bottom half where her legs and wheelchair would be is a mountain with a waterfall so she just looks like <laughs> a, like a mountain with a human head on it's really bizarre with a rainbow over the top of her it, it's it's a weird one and i don't know whether they were like trying to make it look like she didn't have a wheelchair but it's the weirdest no. ob- obs- obscuration of uh, no seriously it's 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 weird it is it is weird oh um, okay well i know what i'm doing as soon as we're finished yeah 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 we will we will have a um i know we've said it for the last three episodes or two episodes we will have a mini for you where we go yeah, through some yeah. of the best and the worst maybe the top five oh, yeah. favorites and the bottom five rubbish ones we've um, got to do that on a week when i actually remember we're doing a podcast though. yeah <laughs> yeah we, we, we probably <laughs> should do that (laughs) i've come very close to doing that uh i just got a panicked email uh, panic text message from isabel on when was it saturday or friday it must Uh, have been maybe even yesterday yeah might have been yesterday going uh are we recording you meant to do a podcast yeah we do but you've done very well i'm assuming it's gonna be a very nice story uh, this is definitely not a copy and paste job don't you worry Uh, well, no, it's good. It's good. good. Um, we do have some any other business if you're done with the news. Uh, I think so. We're saving. Yeah, yeah we're saving any other um, judgments for for later. Excellent. So we mm-hmm. have. Uh, we have. I've got a couple of emails to read out. So one uh, from our longtime friend, um, longtime listener, regular emailer, Chance yeah. from Chance. from from your neck of the woods. My my ends. My neighbourhood. Yeah, he opens his email saying, hello to my second and third favourite lesbian icons wow. after Maria <laughs> The question is, Isabel, who is number two and who is number three? I mean, it's not a question, is it? <laughs> it's Definitely really not me. a question. No. I'd love to be a lesbian icon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you go about like applying for that sort of thing, but damn. 
Oh, mate, it's just in your blood. It's it just is, yeah. like something that happens. That's true. Um, so chance emails, chance emails some stuff about Terry Wogan that we'll, we'll, we'll get to another time. We don't have the... Maybe this is something I need to look into before I start making Uh-oh. slanderous things on air. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Um, chance is not a fan of Terry Wogan. I'll just put that in short for okay. now. We don't want to get um, sued by the Wogan Foundation uh, family, not. though. No, no. no. Um, but in the rest of his email, he says... Um, your discussion of using foreign language or translated foreign ah. phrases for the song got me thinking. Yes. I was struck with what I would call an outstanding idea. Okay. It's confidence. <laughs> it's his own there. idea. He's talking up here. Yeah. Um, the song would be called uh, Idiomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> and in it, you use a bunch of literal, uh, li- you know, literally translated foreign idioms yeah. um, to shout out the love you feel for someone. As an example, the German phrase "eine extraverse verlangen" is an idiom meaning um, asking for special treatment, but the literal translation is to ask for an extra sausage. <laughs> That's great! I love idiomaniac. Yeah, we've got another one. So he's put another oh, one in. So the Portuguese uh, "alguinha do vizinho é sempre mais gorda," which is their equivalent of "the grass is always greener," mm. um, literally means. Your neighbour's chicken is always fatter. <laughs> Damn, this is brilliant. This is so really good. great. This yeah, Chance even writes for. in the email. Anyway, I'm a genius, and you should totally steal this idea to win Eurovision. <laughs> Until next time, Chance and I mean, it's not stealing the idea because, as we said, this is a collaborative effort. And collaborative, Chance, we're all we, going to win Eurovision together. Yeah, you you would get a writing credit on it, as we would as well. Um, and and if we make it to Eurovision, you would be invited along. Um, really great. That is brilliant. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to... Uh, yeah, we'll save that email and I'm going to look into that because um, that could save my bacon on a week where I have uh, a writer's block. So yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Chance. Lovely. Uh, we also had an email from Sally from the continent of, of Australia again. Hi, Sally from Australia. Uh, she was very excited to hear her shout out um, oh. in episode 42. Had a grinning from ear to ear, which is very Hope, sweet. Hopefully she's excited again then. She must be because we're talking about her now. Um, she also, Sally, um, you sent a very long email and it was very wonderful, but I can't okay. read all of it out on 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 here because it got was too many things too, to do. Too, too important. We're very important people. <laughs> got places to be. Got to tell our things stories. Things to look at. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but she does but- say. Uh, I held off writing back straight away in case my correspondence took on a Valentina-esque euphoria bothery sort of quality, which we're is a f- wonderful sentence. I really like that. <laughs> we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, but, but now, like Alexander Ryback himself, I'm back. <laughs> um, in response to your request in episode 43, I have a couple of offerings. Quirky uh-huh. non-English sayings. Oh, I know brilliant. from recent episodes that Isabel has a passing familiar <laughs> familiarity with german but uh-huh. i wonder if she is familiar with an uh, with the af- aphorism tota jose literally dead trousers oh no what what does that mean uh, so she says can you guess what it means oh. um and she also puts in it die totenhosen are also a german punk band who are getting oh. on in years now but wowzers i wish germany would send them to eurovision before they die mm. and oh, she sent a link um, and says, don't translate the lyrics, though. It makes festival fun fun sound like a picnic on a sunny day with your gran. Totenhosen. So literally dead trousers. What do you think that means, Roland? It sounds to me like uh, something uh, <laughs> to do with erectile dysfunction. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're going there. 
Uh, I didn't think I'd use those words on this podcast. I, d- uh, I didn't think I'd ever hear uh, you say them, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It's a, you know, it's a it's thing fine. that happens. It's um, it's, <laughs> it means uh, tote hose is used to describe an event that is dull as ditch water. Oh, dead trousers. I don't dead, see... It's well the, dead trousers, mate. Don't quite... Oh, so it's like... Yeah, bo- as boring as dead trousers. Yeah. I don't know what a dead trouser is. What does that mean? Germans just a, have an odd sense do. of humour, don't they? Yeah, they do. They the do. Onions, we'll, just leave, we'll just leave them to it, shall we? <laughs> Thank you, um, though, for also that. Sent us, Sally's also sent us a redo of some lyrics, which I'm going to have to have a good, proper look at, Sally, and then maybe we'll discuss them properly next week's episode. A, a redo... Of some of my lyrics or some... of some of your lyrics. Really? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Crowdsourcing is working. Yes, it's happening. It's yeah. happening, people. But it's, we're Sally, doing this it. is, it's happening. Sally, this is not your fault. This is mine. I forgot we were doing a podcast this week. So <laughs> I have not given myself enough time to look through the emails. So I will have a look properly this week and we will discuss next week. Okay, yes. that is my promise. No, not next week because we do this fortnightly in two weeks' time. <laughs> my um. promise... From me to you, Sally. In two weeks, we will discuss this. But that means she gets double, double uh, coverage. Oh, you just you get know? loads more mentions. Yeah, yeah. Just so all the mentions can be mentioned in every episode, Sally. Super happy. Because you are my favourite. Mm-hmm. What it is. And she's put some like staging ideas in here as well. Fuck. It's oh really God. strong. So yeah. actually, you need to look at this, Roland. Yeah, I will. I will. Sally also says, thanks again. Looking forward to hearing the next installment of the song and, of course, the whole podcast. XO Sally, Continental Australia. Love you, Sally. Thanks, Sally. That's great. You can contact us if you want to. Um, You can send us an email. You can tell us a story, a, a Eurovision fact. But if you want to send us an email like Sally and Chance and everyone else does, you can do. It's euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling like a shorter little nugget of information or comment, then feel free to give us a, 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 oh, a tweet. That's the one. <laughs> we are at euphoriacast. Yay. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good okay. at that bit. That's like our best bit. <laughs> What's, we nail that just, bit. Yeah, the, the emails and the twit bit, tweet of it. Tweeter? Except oh God, I don't think we do because sometimes I say Eurovision podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And often I forget. I, I, we're not. We're, we're not, not very good at it. Oh, shit. We're not yeah, good not. at any of this stuff. <laughs> maybe that we're is our best terrible at podcasts. Oh, <laughs> we're all right. We're all right. Don't we're give us our we try. We try. Which God loves a trier. Yes, that's right. Uh, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited about your uh, last minute story. Maybe My definitely not forgotten about story. <laughs> Just no. make it up. At this it's point. good. No, it is what I wanted to talk about, actually. Okay, it was something I already had in the bank. But um, I, it's going to be, I mean, it's, it's, it's not anything I want to go into too much. It's going to go into too much depth anyway, as you'll Fine. find out. That's no, perfect. We'll start this off, Roland. Yes. I have a question for you. Shoot. Ask me the question. Is bigger always better (laughs) it's you know what i've been told (laughs) (laughs) it's not the size it's what you do with exactly you've been told that many a time (laughs) but seriously but seriously when looking at eurovision Yes, the likes of Russia and Sweden and, mm. and Germany. They're serious competition. Mm-hmm. But the European micro states 
have definitely made a big impact on the history of the contest. Wow, okay. So after discussing San Marino the other week in my episode about Ralph Siegel, I thought it might be nice to delve into them a bit further. Yay! Now... Who now are you? I'm assuming you're going to explain who these are, but I'm never quite sure what is a microstate and what is just a group of people deciding to live in a space. Well, that's absolutely fine. We're just going to start off with an explanation of it. Fantastic. So, (laughs) if you don't already know, a microstate or mini state is Mm. a sovereign state. So, it is a legally government recognized, globally recognized region, principality, Mm. you know. Um, that has a very teeny tiny population or a very teeny tiny land area yeah. or most likely both of those things. Yes. So the, yeah. the, the meanings of state and the meanings of teeny tiny are <laughs> not, <laughs> they're not very well defined by international law. Yeah. So it's difficult to quantify exactly at what point you become a microstate yeah yeah, right yeah um so uh global microstates though include Liechtenstein, monaco andorra the cook islands and the federal states of micronesia so it can be either one region that is very small yeah um or a group of tiny little islands like Micronesia. Micronesia. Like Micronesia. So that's they, lots of little islands. Yeah. They nailed that name as well, didn't they? Micronesia. Oh, yeah. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> but when you one. think about it in a very... I don't want to get into a very like... Sound like I'm stoned and I've been thinking about this too much. <laughs> but when you look at the continent of Europe... Yeah. All those countries are only countries because someone decided a line was there. Yeah. At you some know? point in history. Yeah. At some point in history, someone went... Our line comes up yeah. to here, and then someone else went. All right, we'll take the rest of it. Yeah, right? that's you, and that's us. Yeah, that's that's how that's how land wars work. <laughs> um, so a teeny version of that is just a teeny version of that. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting. someone went. Well, this is our bit. We only want this bit, and we're very happy yeah. with it. So please leave us alone. Please leave us um, be. And it stayed that way. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so well, we we, we almost had that last year, didn't we, with Spain and uh, Cat- Catalan. Catalan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, that's still up for contention, but I guess that's how microstates form, right? Precisely. So it's an area of a country that goes, I don't want to be part of your country. Yeah. I'm staying this bit. We all just love this little bit to ourselves. And Damn. then they are a little thing. So if, yeah, if Catalan became separate, that would, I would guess that would be a microstate as well. So Sometimes I think right. London should do that. Well, that's what a lot of people said after Brexit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, we just be, we're just so bloody expensive here. That's true. I that's don't true. know if I want us to be separate from everything else because it's just yeah. disgusting. Like, it, there was a news report last week that house prices in London had gone down hugely. It's like, <laughs> but there's still the average, the average house price. This was news about like, they're the lowest they've been in ages. Yeah. Everyone get on their property ladder. Yeah. The average house price in London is a £550,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it is mm. like, who's reading that? article and like, like the only people reading that article and going oh my god i've got i like i should get on the property ladder now are people i don't know very wealthy no one. people because <laughs> no like one very- is happy that they're only it's if you have five hundred and fifty thousand pounds if you have enough for a five hundred and fifty thousand pound house yeah you had enough for a six hundred and fifty thousand yeah. pound house it you're already on the matter. property ladder you're absolutely fine mm-hmm. the rest of us are still fucked <laughs> yeah yeah oh christ <laughs> never mind <laughs> never. moving back to this yeah. The smallest political unit recognised as a sovereign state is, Roland? San Marino. No. Oh, fuck. 
I would thought you because you didn't mention that earlier. Is it Monaco? No. Liechtenstein. No, it's Vatican I'm... City. Oh, of course. Yeah, teeny tiny. It only has 842 citizens as of, um, well, that was as of 2013, but probably there's not many more than that now, uh, and an area of only 110 acres. Isabel, yeah. is Vatican City able to enter Eurovision Song Contest? Well, if it had, but Vatican City won't have its own broadcasting corporation, will it? I think they they might no. have got a lot. They might have Pope TV. I mean, Pope TV. Oh my God. <laughs> well, there you go. Then they could. If they're they're a state. They could if they had their own. You know, if they paid towards the EBU and all that. Then yeah, it's I its would, own state. Yeah. They could do their like a priest version of the Russian nannies. They could do that. It probably win. <laughs> There's a lot of Catholics out there. There really are. Damn, we're onto something. Maybe I'll, yeah. I'll get in touch with the Catholic Church and ask them. <laughs> well, there's only actually so there's only actually three European microstates that have never participated in okay. Eurovision. Okay. Um, so Liechtenstein, which we're going to talk about in a minute, right? Interesting. Uh, Kosovo and Vatican City. So Kosovo is oh. a disputed territory. So right. that's uh, not one. Just yeah. generally, geographically, politically, it's, it's a bit tricky. Really, yeah, it's a tough one to work out. Yeah, uh, and Vatican City obviously has like 60 people there they've so got, unless they've got, unless yeah. the pope is gonna they've give got it a other crack. things they've got other hey I, I, you know this pope this pope's not so bad i reckon he could you know he's got a movie coming out but actually if could, someone did there are so many bloody catholics they'd probably seriously, win i think they would they would work their way up the board at least yeah because they need a no, savvy people who are committed to god they're not going to yeah. vote against god uh lichtenstein so back to lichtenstein so mm. Liechtenstein is a German-speaking, 25-kilometer-long principality between okay. Austria and Switzerland, um, and they are still yet to take part in the Eurovision Song Contest. Although in 1976, they mm. gave it their only attempt ah. uh, when they selected the song "Little Cowboy" by Biggie <laughs> Bachman to compete for them. Yeah. However, without their own national broadcaster, they were deemed ineligible to oh. take part. So oh, they did that's it. sad. And they've never come back since. I get, yeah. I mean, I guess not having your own national broadcaster means you you can't. But doesn't? Yeah. I mean, they could. They can. People from Liechtenstein could enter in other competitions. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah, they've yeah. got their own. So they've got their own national broadcaster now, but they've only had that for about oh. ten years. Okay. Um, yeah. One FLTV. Um, but they're not a member of the EBU. Um, yeah. But, but, uh, in November 2017, mm. 1FLTV announced that they wanted their Eurovision debut to be the highlight of the Principality's 300th anniversary of its formation, which is in 2019. <gasps> so their their intentions are very clear. Prepare yeah. for Liechtenstein to sweep the boards in 2019. They want to be involved. So it's uh, obviously they've said up until now, like so they've had, they've only had their own uh, national broadcaster for about 10 years now. Um, and they've said up until now, look, it's just, it's just too expensive. We just yeah. don't have the money to do that. Um, but in discussions about their, um, their 300th anniversary, they want to do loads of stuff. They want to, obviously they want to increase tourism and they want to do this big show and celebration of their country and of their, yeah. of their region of Liechtenstein. Um, yeah. And actually paying to be involved in Eurovision would only be a certain chunk of that money. Yes. That they've already put together oh, for their celebration the, yeah i was gonna call them out because 
because I write a song every week and it doesn't cost me that much, but it's actually the li- <laughs> paying for the for the. It's the paying Euro- to be part of the EBU broadcasting union. Yeah. yeah, how much is that? Do you think I could do that? Can I set up my own principality? No. And- <laughs> <laughs> I think Liechtenstein can't. You definitely. I mean, if you no. can, they're no. paying you too much over there. No, <laughs> that's definitely not the case. Yeah, that's true. If Liechtenstein can't, I can't. You uh, cannot, no, <laughs> certainly okay. not. Mm. Um, Andorra has participated. This is we're on, we're on to the ones that have been involved now. Yeah, uh, Andorra has participated in the Eurovision Song Contest six times. Oh, good for them! Debuting in the 2004 contest. Now, I'm not going to talk any longer about Andorra because actually, if you go all the way back mm. to episode six of this podcast, yes, I gave a very in-depth overview of Andorra's musical <laughs> entries into the you contest. Did. It was part of my um, very short-lived Bring Andorra Back to Eurovision campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, it wasn't quite as Didn't successful off, as we were hoping. It? I'm no. going to start it again now. Bring him back, mate. Bring Come him on. back, yeah. Bring, bring him back. Bring in, like, bring in Liechtenstein, which I think that's probably more likely to be successful. Seeing as yeah, if I start that campaign to. and then it yes. happens next year. <laughs> could just say it was all we'll for me yeah we'll have a better track record if we're <laughs> if we're the bringing in Liechtenstein campaign um but it, as, a, as a synopsis I would say mm. definitely go back if you haven't listened to it already go back to episode six I'm gonna yeah, go back and have six, a listen because yeah. I've forgotten wow. all of it yeah um but go back and listen to everything about Andorra we play all of their all of their hits Eurovision hits <laughs> um but as a synopsis they've entered six times between 2004 and 2009 and are the only country to have participated in the contest and never to have featured in the final really yeah. oh man sad yeah. so that is sad because san marino have now they you said last san week marino have yeah. yeah good for them uh speaking of san marino Ah. Uh, so we've discussed them obviously a couple of episodes ago in relation to prolific Eurovision songwriter Ralph Siegel's influence on the contest. Yeah. Um, currently, Eurovision's smallest serving nation, the area which Roland is also known as the most serene republic of San Marino. Ah. <laughs> oh. How cute. That's great. You know, we, I, I have no idea where it is. We speak about it a lot. I really want to go. Wouldn't it be great to just go? <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking about it in the, in the many hours I put into this episode's writing of the yeah. podcast. Um, I was thinking that I'd quite like to do a little microstates visit. Yeah. A little bump along to pr- all of them. A principality tour. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be really nice. I mean, Definitely I'm kicking that. it off with San Marino. Yeah. My vision is that they're all like Monaco. They're all just like beautiful tax havens where people <laughs> have like really fast cars and dress in tuxedos the whole time. Can we dress in tuxedos? We could dress... dress <laughs> I think we should do the Principality Tour dress in tuxedos regardless yes. of where we are. Yes. I love it. I love it. If anyone wants to join us, any listeners, I, we might do our first meet and greet as a tour in San Marino in San yeah Marino. if you can be bothered to come to San Marino we'll meet you for a drink I think we're going to be sincerely disappointed we'll just be there on our own in the middle of San Marino no That's we're going to have the best time in the most serene Republic of San Marino yeah Valentina will join serene. us probably <laughs> um, so do you know where San Marino is no, I d- no idea it's really bad That's terrible. it is a mountainous it? microstate surrounded by north central Italy Ah, oh, so it's it's not between two countries. It's just like nah. encircled by Italy. It's just like a little cookie cutter. Wow, yeah, good for them. A little chunk taken out of Italy. 
Um, so after debuting in 2008, San Marino had to wait seven long years before no. qualifying for their first final in 2014 with maybe, uh, but have not qualified since. No. No. I haven't gotten into any more detail about San Marino because we I feel like about them. We, need, we talked about them two weeks ago and also... If we're going to do any more talking about them, let's. We need to like dedicate a whole episode <laughs> to <laughs> Valentina. Yeah, Valentina is. She's an icon. She is an oh, icon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> third principality. Third. Third. Yes. Third micro state. Malta. So yes. Malta is a group of islands in the central Mediterranean between Sicily and the North African coast, and they have participated in the Eurovision Song Contest. A whopping 30 times yes, since its debut Malta. in 1971. Yes. That, good for them. Again. 30 like, times. <laughs> Do you know, I have a fact about Malta. Go on. I don't know if you remember, but we were included on a list of top six podcasts for Maltese <gasps> listeners. Oh my God, we were, listeners. weren't we? Yeah. I always remember that. I'm like, damn. People we were... of Malta love Euphoria. <laughs> Apparently, whoever wrote that, it was like Russell Brand's podcast, this Radio 4 podcast, and Euphoria. Maltese people love it. Great. Let's go to Malta. Maybe we're famous and don't know We'd it. We'd have a meet and greet there. Yeah, for sure. There'd be maybe one person, the person who wrote that article, <laughs> wherever it. they are. Love it. Um, so although Malta has never won the contest, it has finished twice second and third twice. If that makes sense. Okay, hang on. Oh, Malta's finished twice second, twice second, second twice, and <laughs> third twice. No, so it's finished both <laughs> twice and third second. No, second and no. third twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. It's finished second and third twice. Twice. For That's each. good. Each, yeah. So four nice. times total. That's pretty good. That's not for a Micronesia state. Do you, do you have the population of Malta? real good right the population of malta is it's under five hundred thousand people yeah that's pretty good which is pretty good to say yeah. they've, they've done so well so they used to when they first entered they used to sing in their native language of maltese um yes. but failed to rank very highly they finished last in their first two attempts in the contest in 71 and 72 and they actually withdrew in 1975 oh yeah do we know why just because, just because. Because they weren't doing well. Oh, uh, right. They just. So they returned in 1991 after a 16 year absence. Wow. Um, which proved to be much more successful for them. Um, so they had eight consecutive top 10 placings between 91 and 98. Oh my God. They Amazing. finished in the top 10 in 12 out of the 15 contests from 91 to 2005. Uh, and that includes um, third place finishes in 92 and 98, and second place finishes in 2002 and 2005. Wow, that's awesome. Real good. And Malta, they're two seconds and two thirds that they got in the contest make them the most successful country not to win the contest wow bloody hell that's amazing that, that is, is pretty incredible to say there's under half a million people living there i think yeah and i think a competition in somewhere like malta or you know uh, Liechtenstein would be quite nice it would definitely be sort of a smaller scale thing but imagine going to to malta for a lovely like camp weekend of Europop. that'd be lovely delicious like people are looking forward to lisbon aren't they because of the sunny beach and everything Mm. but i'd love a trip to malta (laughs) 
Um, we're going to take a little listen now to Ira Losco with Seventh Wonder, which was their second place finish in 2002. <laughs> Huh. Okay. <laughs> so he's got the makings of my seventh wonder. It's like uh, a bad um S Club Seven album track. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's weird. It sounds a like a kind album, of a Steps first album album track. Did you yeah. ever hear there was a, there was one on the Steps album? I'm it's one of my favorite songs ever made, which is um it's called Experience and it's sung by H about his first time having sex with a lady. <laughs> and it sounds it's not far off from that in terms of terribleness. Uh, it has, it doesn't it doesn't shout second to me. Why do they no, also but it's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, no good. For, yeah, like fine. <laughs> Maybe it is a very different time, two thousand and two. But that was peak pop. I don't know. I don't know. Who are we to judge? <laughs> well, we're well, very we have a podcast. We have a podcast. Large, we're allowed to judge everyone. On judging. <laughs> um, so now we're moving on to Monaco, <sighs> which is a tiny independent city-state on France's Mediterranean coastline, known for its upscale casinos, yacht-lined harbour, and prestigious Grand Prix motorways. Mm. Newer fans of the Eurovision Song Contest might not even know that the tiny principality of Monaco was once a Eurovision regular back in the contest golden days. Uh, And not only is Monaco the smallest country ever represented on the Eurovision stage, it's also the smallest country to win the contest back in 1971 with Severine is... I don't know how you say that name. Severine? Severine. Well, I'm they going won. Severine. Um, un banc, un arbre, un rue. And we have a little clip we're going to listen to. Wow. Just put, We'll put on like, just have a listen to this one now, wherever it starts. I really like this. I really like that. That's great. So, so I didn't even, I didn't know they won. So they hosted it, or was that another one where Britain jumped in and went, "Oh, we'll do it." Oh, you are one hundred percent correct, Roland. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So they are the only country in Eurovision history to have won the contest, but to never have hosted it. With oh. Tele Monte Carlo not having the funds to stage the nineteen seventy two edition of the contest, oh. with responsibility falling instead to the good old BBC. Reliable, reliable. BBC Reli- we're always reliable, aren't we? <laughs> if we're not good at entering songs, we're reliable. <laughs> That's one thing you can say. Yeah, it's. But I mean. I love that song. Yeah, I just so googled cool. it. So cool. Very cool 70s it, French. Uh, there is a population in Monaco of, and this is now, so I don't know what it was back then, now of 38,400 people. Wowee. That, right? And so to not only find a singer in 38,000 people, but find a songwriter and put it in uh, uh, and win Eurovision, that's pretty impressive. 
It would be, except oh. <laughs> nearly all of Monaco's Eurovision singers have been foreigners to the Principality. Oh. <laughs> Even Severine was French. <laughs> ah. It's because they've got the money, because they're a tax haven. They've got the money, so they just pay people to come and do it for them. Yeah, but they couldn't pay to bloody oath the thing, could they? Well, no, no, I guess not. Jeez God, they would have done a... I would have thought they could have done a well-glam Eurovision. They would have had diamonds lovely. and champagne lovely. and all sorts. Monaco participated in the contest 21 times between its debut in 1959 and 1979, at which point they withdrew from the contest for financial reasons. God. It only returned, uh, the country only returned in 2004, 25 years after its last participation, and withdrew again in 2007 after failing to qualify for the final for three consecutive years. With the Monegasque, which is a great word, the Monegasque um, broadcaster saying that regional voting patterns in the contest had effectively given Monaco no chance of qualifying for the final. Wow. So they're not going to invest in it because they're, they're not going to get any... Yeah, they're not going to win, no, basically. No you know what chance. I just realised? <clears throat> if, if there's ever an argument to pay taxes... It's this. This is a clear example. Monaco doesn't charge taxes, which is why all the rich people go there. But it also means that the broadcaster, the national broadcaster, can't afford to enter Eurovision. Oh, my God. Pay your taxes. on the side of a big bloody bus during the next election. Yeah, the next election. (laughs) If there's ever... Pay your taxes so we can all be involved in Eurovision. Yeah, when Corbyn starts calling for the the taxes to be risen on the top 10% of earners... (laughs) Just put it down to Eurovision. Absolutely. I mean, well, we should skim. We don't need it all. We should skim some of that off and send it to off. Monaco. Send yes. it to Andorra. Oh, yeah. Send it to all the ones that can't afford it. Well, Monaco should just raise taxes. Monaco a should. Bit. Yeah, no, Monaco can afford it. They can. Yeah, they can afford a can't little bit of taxes. Anyway. Um, and then finally, we have a microstate that's not a microstate, but it can't really be left off because okay. of its bloody Eurovision prowess that it has. Luxembourg. Yes. It's technically not a micro state, but a teeny tiny country nonetheless. It is small. Uh, it's a mostly rural region surrounded by Belgium, France, and Germany. Yeah. And what Luxembourg may be teeny, but what it lacks for in size, it makes up for in musical excellence. <laughs> this country, with a population of under 600,000 people, okay. yeah, has small. won gold at the contest, no less. Than one, two, three, four, five times. Whoa! That five is, times. How, wow. 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 Literally wow. wow. <laughs> Literally wow. It's made that makes them one of Eurovision's most successful countries. The only countries that have been more successful, uh, well, more victories, more gold, is Sweden with six and Ireland with seven. Yeah. If you did a if you did a award per person. Uh, per person oh, in the population, <laughs> they would be absolutely smashing it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's incredible! How have they done it? What have they done? What's the secret uh, to oh. their success, Isabel? They, I, I feel it's that they're just so many lovely little, lovely people, lovely people. So many because they're so in the min- they're in the middle of you know it's landlocked like yes. in the middle of three different countries, three different yes. areas, three different types of people cultures music sounds noises yeah. smells looks whatever you know they've just yeah. merged all that together and gone bloody hell we're cool <laughs> and 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 being surrounded by people and they i think they speak lots of lots of languages as well Many i'm sure languages. and like lots of people visit luxembourg uh, not Lux, yeah uh yeah luxembourg luxembourg and 
uh, you know, I'm sure they get votes from neighbours and things like that. Not even in like a block voting sense, but you know, people yeah, but just they're connected. Like, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. They're connected. Yeah. They're, in, they're involved. They're involved in Europe, guys. They're yeah. just really involved in it. Wow, oh. I didn't know they'd won that many times. That's amazing. Be impressive, right? Yeah. So we'll go into a bit more detail about their um, Eurovision past, but we're going to have a listen to now one of their wins. This is France Gaul with um, <laughs> I chose this one because it says poopy, um, <laughs> poopy this year and poopy this. <laughs> It's from 1965. Poopy, I can't say it. Poopy de and Poopy de Oh, I love that. Isn't that delightful? <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, really good. That's great. Um, she's <laughs> she's interesting. She's very she looks very nice. Isn't she delightful and beautiful strings as you um as you mentioned. Her name's uh, France. Right at the start. Her name is France. Probably pronounce it like France. Yeah, but I bet she got vo- she she got votes for that, didn't she? Ah, oh, that's what you need to do. <laughs> just name, so you change just your name. Choose people to a who country. have a name of a country, <laughs> and they'll love it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, so poopy poopy means doll. Doll of the sea, doll of the sun. It's like doll of wax, doll of man, or something. Oh, it sounds kind of creepy now. It's like a yeah. haunted creepy. <laughs> ah, the seventies was creepy though. <laughs> they it? were weird. Like most of their songs are fucking yeah. weird. That's why Ralph did so well. Um, yes. After seeing success in the contest right through from the 50s into the 80s, the country mm. then started struggling to make an impact, failing to reach the top 10 uh, in, in numerous contests between 1985 and 93. Uh, after being relegated from taking part in 94, the country withdrew from the contest indefinitely. No. Yes. Very, they were just like, forever. Fuck this. Um, <laughs> in 2004, the um, RTL, so the broadcaster, they were set to return to Eurovision after an absence of 11 years. However, um, however, after monetary issues, they withdrew oh, again. Damn it. Uh, strong rumours indicated that RTL would participate in 2005. However, they later decided against it and it. then said they would never return. Whoa. Uh, in so 2008, aggressive. they also re- you know, they reiterated their lack of interest in returning to the contest. Damn it. God, yeah. that must be so sad for the Euro fans. I know. So they, qu- literally every year, there's the question of, are Will. they going to be coming back? Is this the year, Luxembourg? They're going to... And then they don't do it. No. Um, and there's even in recent history been discussions of potentially a collaboration with San Marino. Um, but it was later decided that the project would not move forward due to funding problems yet again. Even though they combine their sources. How would that work then? Would they be enter as San Marino and, and, and Luxembourg? I have no idea. Maybe they'd like enter as... I don't know. Because obviously when it was Bosnia and Herzegovina, that was like an actual... Unless they're thinking of for Eurovision, combining the two governments and forming a some sort of Luxem like duo Marino. state. Marino. Luxem, Luxem Marino. And San Lux. San Lux. Living... <gasps> I'd vote for San Lux. San Lux. San Lux yes. sounds great. I mean, you know, Eurovision is important and everything, but uh, a whole government merging would, <laughs> just would be, to enter just i don't to know enter. i don't know how that would work but uh, maybe one would do 
you know, they'd put in funding and they'd both split the oh, difference. Oh, yeah, know. one year and then the other. Maybe, maybe, mm. maybe. Who knows? So one year they went to a San Marino, one year they went to a Luxembourg. Yeah. yeah, bringing people together, building bridges. But that's what Eurovision's all about. That's what you. That's, that's what, what it's, it's all, all about. about. In it. <laughs> um. So those are the those are the microstates, and there's also I think it's the microstates are important to discuss because there is an also an ongoing debate as to whether microstates are undervaluing Eurovision by not taking part because obviously it could you know it could well increase their tourism of those countries yeah. it could yeah. boost their profile across the globe yeah or whether Eurovision is undervaluing the microstates by making the contest too expensive for them to take part like you look back at those countries that we've just discussed mm. basically San Marino is the only one currently competing and they don't I mean they don't they're what they're lovely we love them taking yeah. part but the rest of them when you look at them it's basically they're not involved because they're not willing to spend the money on yeah. something that they think has zero chance of them winning which yeah. is understandable so yeah. maybe there needs to be some sort of sliding scale for pricing of like how you people pay- get involved because it's not really fair to charge luxembourg the same as you charge Germany. russia or sweden yeah, russia yeah I wonder you you I do don't it know on. How it works. I wonder if they won though, if they would even be able to host it. Like we said, the UK. Actually, I tell you what, that's the best chance the UK has of exactly. ever hosting Eurovision again we is getting a back. microstate to win. We, we'll have it, guys. We've got yeah. we've got venues. Remember we when should, we used to do it in the seventies all the time? <laughs> we We're willing stuff. to do it again. <laughs> we've got. Uh, we should funnel some money into the into the microstates and start like backing them so that yeah. we can bloody do it right. That's I'll have. Can we have a so, word with? Let's get someone. my and my Andorra back in the contest campaign back running. Yes. yes. We just need. Or to maybe we can Liechtenstein next year. Yeah. Liechtenstein yeah. next year. They win. We host. Right. We'll say that on behalf of the BBC in the UK now. Yeah. Liechtenstein. We'll if you it. win, we're we'll going to host. Can you imagine you and I being in a situation <laughs> where we end up having to organise it because we agreed to that? We're just like fucking hell, Isabel. What are we going to do? We said we'd do it. <laughs> or Liechtenstein. If you win and you want to host, we will yeah. be the hosts. We're, we will oh. help. My God, we'll be the I'd host. offer that. I'll do that for Liechtenstein. <laughs> I, like, I like how you're making out like that's uh, your like, <laughs> that's like you going out of your way. Not that that would be your like biggest dream, most biggest fancy real I will realized. put my career to one side <laughs> to come and for host you, you original to, Liechtenstein. To just for, just for you guys though. Begrudgingly. <laughs> oh, hugely begrudgingly. I will do it for, you know, all right, you haven't got any money. I'll do it for free. I'll, I'll pay just... for my own flight. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm turning up tomorrow, guys. You better win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but I do think they should give them more of an, you know, an opportunity to get involved. If give it's too microstates a chance. Like, Australia can be bloody involved because they've got the money. Yeah, they've like, got the money. If you're in Europe and you want to be part of the Eurovision Song Contest, I think it should be... Yeah bit fairer if there's if there's one cause that you and i should put our names to isabel in the world out of all the causes it's I microstates think it should be in microstate <laughs> eurovision rights for microstates in europe i love that I'll, i'm up for that i'll, I'll st- make yeah the, i'll make the badges you get the slogans going great i'm gonna add that to my twitter profile advocate for microstates in eurovision <laughs> i love it that's perfect yeah, oh. then people know exactly where I stand politically from the off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that is on the spectrum, but 
<laughs> we can make our own party. It's fine. We'll be a one. We'll be a one uh, issue party, and that is Eurovision <laughs> rights for, for, for micro states. <laughs> hey, if UKIP can do it, so can we. Bloody hell! <laughs> and ours is a much better bloody, ours is a bloody much one than UKIP. Better cause, yeah. That's me. That's me. Episode. Oh, I feel like we learned a hell of a lot in that episode. It's good, that isn't it? Great. That was fun. Well done, Isabel. I thought that was really good. I enjoyed Thank that very much. Thank you so much. much. And that I only laughed of the, twice the at the word poopy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, perfect. Shall we move on then, Isabel, to our journey through creating a song for Eurovision 2019? Oh, yeah. By week by week, we are learning, we are gaining knowledge and understanding of the process mm-hmm. that it takes to create a Europop song. The uh, best one ever. The best one ever literally best goes down in history as the best one ever. So so last week we did a song with lyrics about storms and it was good. And then we came upon the idea, as we spoke about in the emails um, at the start of this episode, about using a kind of technique that some uh, producers currently use um, and that seems to make sense of using kind of semi-broken English as a way of creating something that everyone can kind of feel like they are a part of yeah um so So. in that vein we we talked about we talked about me putting writing some lyrics putting them into google translate and translating them back into english well from one (laughs) from another language back into english and so that's what I did, except what I realized was that if you do it into one language and then back into English, it pretty much stayed the same. So I did maybe four or five times uh, through, maybe through Urdu, maybe through, um, uh, I, I, oh, I can't even, Thai, maybe through lo- lots of different Ooh. random ones. And it came up with some interesting ones. Now, I have slightly adapted a few lines so that it actually makes some sense. Okay. Um, and I'm not presenting this as a finished song, but I'm wondering no, if no, there's no, some... No, 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 no. We've got months to go, mate, before yeah. it's going to be finished. Um, but I'm wondering if there's some threads we can pull here okay. and maybe explore ah. a little bit. So I have written a bit of a song, and the bit <laughs> of the song that I have written is called... Um, it's called More Than Dance. More than Do you want dance. to listen? Okay, I'm going to have a listen. Okay, here we go. Girl, I'm happy to see you And your body tells me that I'm alive Oh, there's something between us Don't use the internet for life No, that's not our native language Baby I've got some more than dance with you The feeling drives me crazy Cause we got everything to lose And baby If more than dancing's what we do I'm hoping you go, cause maybe I'm more than one again with you. Oh, you're gonna have to read me some of those lyrics out because okay. I can hear some of them. Yeah, so let me let me read you some of those lyrics. So um 
So the beginning starts, I mean, you know, it makes sort of sense. Um, yes, or oh, girl, I'm happy to see you and your body tells me that I'm alive. That, um, that one's really good. That's, that's such a strong foreign language, but not yes. quite lyric. I'm yeah, really yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it goes slightly off here. It goes, oh, there's something between us. Don't use the internet for life. No, that's not our native language. Which... No, I really like that one too. <laughs> I really like that as well. There's something in like saying like, let's not use the internet. Like that's not the language that we speak. No, I, re- I... No, I think that's really strong. I think that would be understood um, throughout the globe. Probably yeah. more so, but that's the thing. We, this, this song is meant to target. It's meant to be liked more by non English speakers as a first language than it is by English speakers as a first language. And I think yeah. that makes much more, like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then the chorus, so this is kind of just, I took a few lyrics. So then it says, because baby, I've got to more than dance with you. This feeling drives me crazy because we've got everything to lose. Because yeah. um, baby, if more than dancing's what we do, I'm hoping, girl, because maybe I more than want to get with you. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> and uh yes <laughs> so it's <laughs> i quite like that as well there were some more lyrics that i wrote and didn't and didn't have time to put into the song what were they which, so <laughs> um it says when we move together to the beat like a drum remove the clip and drag it between one if there were hours on earth there would be no pain at this time we and all of us have the same <laughs> <laughs> you you've written a hit this is great i love it i'm so excited about this yeah right it sounds like it means something it sounds like a eurovision song (laughs) it sounds like it means something but it means nothing what yeah i really i'm really into it i think i think the trick is yeah the trick is by meaning nothing you also mean everything because people will just interpret it to however they understand it precisely and it's better than and it's better than a song that is like that actually is nonsense like a laddie daddy da loody doody do song because there are words in it there are words in it and so the human brain is going right well i've got to make sense of these words somehow yeah so it'll it'll do it but i don't have to do any of the work i just put words into google <laughs> google translate <laughs> I'm into it. I think yeah. this is a really good route to go down, lyric-wise. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. obviously that song's a test, and like we're not necessarily looking at a style here, but we're looking at a no, technique. No, lyrical content, to, Yeah, and a technique yeah. to write lyrics. Yeah, I think we I think... found it. But <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we maybe we can go back to Storms. We can, you know, we can link this back with the, yeah. the other side of it. We know about Storms and your eyes, is it, that are, sure. is good. So maybe we can use this technique of um slightly not quite making sense english lyrics yeah but involve storms and eyes in there somehow and just 100 percent. yeah we'll take great. All the we're going we've down the right track mate i really like this i really do the other thing that i thought so i think yeah we'll, we'll t- obviously everything that we've learned so far is going to go into the final thing so we'll we'll use that as well the other thing i thought i could just do if i'm feeling really lazy is take an already successful eurovision song and just translate it so many times that i can't be sued for copyright anymore and then just do that <laughs> maybe, maybe that's maybe, a fun game we can play next week yeah is we is, translate the names of famous eurovision songs and see if the other one can guess them <laughs> 
I love that. I might Let's even do that. do that as a song and just do the lyrics to a different thing and see if you can guess the original song, see if it works. I'm into that. Yeah, let's play that game. Let's play that game next week. We'll play that game. Brilliant. All right. There we go. Oh, what a good episode. (laughs) Are you going to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. All right. Yeah, again, if you want to contact us, let us know what you think of Roland's um, lyrical style, our new lyrical style for our entry. If you have any recommendations... Um, any fun odd foreign phrases you want to tell us that translate into something weird yes. like Chance and Sally sent us uh, please do email us it's euphoriapodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at euphoriacast Sally I love you we'll properly look into your email next week and we'll <laughs> look at your wonderful lyrics you've sent us um, otherwise well no not next week I keep saying that it's two weeks isn't it two weeks two weeks um, otherwise we'll just speak we'll just see you around See you around, we'll just guys. Genu- just see you around, generally. See you around. <laughs> see you around, <laughs> Roland. <laughs> see you around, Isabel, I guess. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs>